0: Awesome. Well, on the back of your bulletin, our um, place to take notes today where you can fill in the blank and take that home, because um, I think this is really important, what we're talking about today. But until then, um, can we thank everybody who served last Sunday? Come on. Pastor Lindsey was here with the team, and uh, you all let us go away for the weekend. We celebrated 17 years yesterday of marriage. So someone, uh, they posted it on Facebook and someone I don't know posted, you're still there. So I don't know what that meant, but, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still with my wife. It's pretty awesome. Um, and, uh, life is good. Amen. Um, but so thank you for serving last Sunday. Uh, it's like the trifecta, the pastor's out of town. Um, it's a holiday weekend. And so, um, a lot of you may have been away, but, uh, we had a missionary last week uh, he was awesome, uh, Jim, or Jim, uh, Jamie Kemp, and, uh, he's a miss- missionary to Indonesia. We, we've been supporting him for a few years now, every month, um, and so it's pretty awesome to have him here with us, so that's a big deal. Um, but today, um, I want us to, um, today is Pentecost Sunday, and, uh, it's not because like, oh, well, that's a denominational thing. No, it's, it's in Acts 2. It was a Sunday. And we honor it every year, and we honor that that when Jesus went, He promised um, all throughout the Gospels. He said, uh, "Wait, um, He's I got to go away, but I'm going to send you my Holy Spirit." That's pretty awesome, isn't it? That that Jesus wasn't just going to leave us alone. It's like, okay, I did the cross thing. Everybody's getting saved. See ya. Right. And I know that um, a lot of churches, maybe a church you grew up in, talked a lot about God the Father, right? Talked a lot about Jesus, the Son, and salvation. But then when it got to the Holy Spirit, everybody has different ideas. And that's where we get denominations, right? Baptists and Pentecostals and Methodists and Anglicans. And all sorts of uh, different groups have all sorts of different ideas But what I like to say about New Hope is that we really try to stick close as we can. We don't know everything here, but we try to stick to God's word and not worry about what denomination you are or want to be. I want to be a Christ follower. And if he says, um, I'm going to leave you and give you my Holy Spirit, I want that. Amen. Amen. And so, that's what's amazing about our Heavenly Father, is He had things all set up for us. I'm going to send my Son, my one and only Son. And Jesus said, hey, I'm not going to leave you either. I'm going to leave you with my Holy Spirit. And so, for the next two weeks, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to give you a little refresher today, and then next Sunday, we're going to go dive in even a little bit deeper, but... When you hear someone say Holy Spirit, we automatically have thoughts run through our minds, right? Like we have some automatic things. Maybe it's a sermon that we heard. Maybe it was a church service that we were in. Maybe it was a type of church. Maybe it's positive. Maybe when you hear Holy Spirit, you get confused a little bit or you're confused about who Holy Spirit is. But the most important thing is Jesus promised that He would give us His Spirit. If Jesus promised you something, wouldn't you want to have it? He's like, hey, I've got a gift for you. Open up. And a lot of times we get these gifts at Christmas, right? And guess what we do on Christmas morning? We open them up. Guess what the church does with gifts? Well, I was going to leave them on the shelf here for a little while. That one's, that one's kind of scary. I, I'm confused about that one. I don't know about that one. And we just kind of leave it over there. We, we can't do that with the Holy Spirit. In Acts, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Jesus spends 50 days after his resurrection with his disciples and other people, and the main idea is, wait here in Jerusalem... I'm going to pour out my spirit on you, and that you'll have power to go into all the world and preach the good news. Wait, wait a second. Before, God's power was in the center of the temple, and only the priests could maybe go in, and they'd actually have to tie a rope to him in case something happened, and they could pull him out of there. But Jesus is saying, We get to have the power too. Guys, ladies, that's a pretty big deal, isn't it? And so what's so we're gonna actually talk a little bit more about Acts 2 next Sunday, but fast forward to Acts 19, way after um, there was 120 in the upper room, they got filled with the Holy Spirit, they started preaching the gospel, they had Christ's power in them. Peter went to denying Christ three times before the cross, to guess what? Preaching the gospel to 3,000 people the day he was filled with the Spirit, with boldness and power, and 3,000 people came to follow Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but that's quite a difference. Isn't it? And so maybe in your life, you maybe haven't had that power that God wants to give the whole church. He doesn't want to just give it, give the power of the Spirit to Pentecostals, okay? Because when a lot of you think of Pentecostals, you think it's just someone running around a church and yelling, right? Let's be honest. When I grew up in the church, that's what happened a lot, and that's okay. But that is not what God is talking about in Acts two. He's saying, "I want to pour out my Spirit. I want to give the power to the church to preach the gospel." So, so then we, so we've got Peter who denied Christ three times, then he gets filled with the Spirit. He has the power, and he starts his journey to, through Acts. And then we get to a guy named Paul, who continues on, right? And look what it says in Acts 19, 1-2. With Apollos, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. We just finished that book on Wednesday night, so It was awesome. There he found some disciples, so followers of Christ, and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Look at their answer. And maybe it's some of our answers. They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. No, we haven't even heard about the Spirit. We haven't received the Spirit's power. We don't quite understand. Let's pray. Lord, thank you today for your word. Speak to us today. Let us understand you more. Let us grow closer to you. Lord, we we know that sometimes the word can be confusing to us, but Lord, we know that you can break through all of that with your power and your wisdom. So we pray that you speak to minds and hearts today, not me, not a mere human, but you, God. Speak to our heart. In Jesus' name. And everybody said. Amen. You know, there's a lot of people today that haven't experienced God's spirit. I'm not just saying in the church today, here, this church, but in our world, in our country. And I really feel because God's spirit has gotten a bad rap, not because of God, but because of People. Have you noticed that people ruin a lot of things? Right? You know, maybe I'm kind of an outdoors guy. I grew up in Canada. So when I go back, I'll, I'll drive through um, where I used to live, and there's like a just big clear-cut area. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, I'm not like a big tree-hugger type of guy, but I love trees. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of sad, right? I'm like, but guess what? God didn't do that. Man came in and, right? Maybe select cut. Maybe do something a little little different here. But God's spirit has gotten a bad rap, not because of God, but because of the way people have wrapped up the spirit for them. And so what my question, what my thought is for the church today is, would you have an open mind for God to speak to you about his spirit today? Amen? Let's, let's try to put all of our um, maybe understanding on the side for a little while and let God speak to you today about who he is, God the Father, God the Son, and God Holy Spirit. Three in one. I know it's hard to understand. I'm a pastor and I'm still trying to understand. But that's okay, right? We don't need to understand all of it because we can have a personal relationship with Jesus and he can help us understand. And God's spirit is an amazing gift for all believers. But if someone wraps up a gift wrong and presents it in an unbiblical way, then we can kind of have some misconceptions, or we kind of just say, I don't really want to have anything to do with this, because I didn't really like how they said this. I don't like how they presented that. You know, I remember when uh, Tara and I were dating a long time ago, 18 years ago. I was like 19 years old, and um, I came down to Florida, and everybody had like a nice car. It wasn't a thing we did in Canada because they just rust really quickly. So I'm looking at all these nice cars. I'm like, man, I want to get, like when I'm older, I'm going to get a Cadillac Escalade. We're driving through Orlando. I see this Cadillac Escalade. This thing was awesome. They had, remember back in the late, the early 2000s, they had spinners on their, I still see them sometimes, um, and like the car drives, but the, the wheels look like they're standing still. I wanted one of those. <laughs> Imagine me driving in one of those things. No, I got a gold minivan. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So, I forget who it was, but it was uh, about a week or two before we got married. And um, uh, at Walmart, they have like the uh, Matchbox cars or whatever they are. So one of us bought one, and guess what? We got a Cadillac Escalade. It was a dollar. <laughs> it was awesome. So it was a great gift. But guess what? God wants you to have the real Holy Spirit today, not just the knockoff, not just the Walmart version. Not just the, and we still have this in the package somewhere at the house. And the Holy Spirit is not weird. Okay, so if someone presents you with the Holy Spirit being weird, they're wrong. The Holy Spirit in the Word of God is a gentleman, the Holy Spirit has order. And the Holy Spirit wants to move in your life, He is our helper. The Bible says He's the our advocate, and that we can have an intimate relationship, a friendship with the Holy Spirit. He's our fresh air. Life without Him is like trying to sail a boat without any wind. We got you see my sailboat up there? Imagine that sailboat out on the ocean or on one of the Great Lakes and there being no wind. Where's it gonna go? Nowhere. So today, let's have a blank page. Today, I've entitled this part "A Breath of Fresh Air." Everybody, say "Fresh Air." Fresh air. Amen. So, I want inter- to can I introduce you to the Holy Spirit today? Even though you're like Pastor Landon, I've been at church forever. Can I introduce you to the Spirit today? All right. In the Old Testament, so so we in the English language, it's kind of hard sometimes to understand some things, right? Because we say. Holy Spirit. Um, Older English translations say Holy Ghost. Remember that when you were a kid? Holy Ghost. That was kind of scary. But the translators had a hard time, but I want to help us uh, understand. So in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew, it's Ruah. You can write that down. Everybody say Ruah. Ruah. I can't speak Hebrew very well. But it wasn't a spirit or a ghost. It was a wind. A breath, a blast of air. And what's amazing about this wind, this breath of fresh air, Genesis 1-2, the second verse in the entire Bible, talks about this. Watch this. Genesis 1-2. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit, God's breath, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So God's Spirit has always been and will always be. Ruah. Greek. Do you want to know what it says in the Greek? Greek. Pneuma. That one's a little bit easier. Can we all say pneuma? Starts with a P, but it's pneuma. It's a current of air, blast of breath, a strong breeze. Fresh air. So write that in there, pneuma. Look what, look what Jesus says in John six sixty three. The words I have spoken to you are... Spirit. And they are life. The words I've spoken to you are a breeze. Have you ever had an experience on a, a day where maybe you're working outside and you're getting hot and then that fresh breeze comes and refreshes you? That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. Amen? The words are life. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention four characteristics of wind in the natural to help us understand a little bit more. Is that okay? So the first one is this. Wind is unseen. you agree with me? Partially, right? It's Wind is unseen. Uh, Tara and I were kind of making fun of the tropical storm yesterday a little bit. They, we went down to Highlands Hammock, and it was closed because of the tropical storm. We went up to the thing, and they're like, oh, it's open now. I said, yeah, that tropical storm was really bad. I saw a palm branch. We will rebuild, you know. This, this is bad. Central Florida is like, yeah, that's nothing. It's from what we're used to. But wind is unseen. When you go outside, you can feel it, but it's unseen. And God's presence is, doesn't need to be seen, but it can be felt. Amen. It can be felt. Look what it says in John 14, 16 to 17. Look at this. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate or a comforter or helper in some of the other translations, to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of what? Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees. Everybody say sees. Sees or knows him. You know, some people are only comfortable with what they can see. Have you noticed that? Right? We're only comfortable with what we can see. Well, that's easy. It's, it's tangible. I can see it. I can feel it. And we're only, we're only comfortable maybe also with what we can understand. Now, is there anybody in the room that fully understands the Bible? No, I didn't see anybody. We don't, right? We don't under, we don't totally understand. We can't tangibly feel it or see it, but God is meant to be experienced, not understood, right? We can't just like, okay, these. Let's list these things. It's a feeling, and it, it's an experience because it neither sees him or nor knows him. But look what he says to us. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Before the spirit was, was there, but when Jesus went, he said, now you'll have my spirit in you. You now, you now can be, you know how we can be baptized in water? You're fully immersed in water. The Bible talks about you can now be fully immersed in God's Spirit. Amen? I don't know about you, but I want to be fully immersed in God's Spirit. So, wind is unseen, number two. Wind is unpredictable. It's unpredictable, isn't it? You've seen the wind change. Have you noticed those orange cones, not the ones on the ground, but the orange cones at the airport? They're, they're maybe out on the tarmac somewhere. Have you seen those? And it, it tells them quickly, right? They don't need some digital thing to tell them which way the wind is blowing. They can quickly see which way the wind is blowing, and then it changes. And then uh, we've got some pilots in the room here. I know we've got some people who fly planes. Um, isn't it true? You have to fly into the, fly in direct into where the wind is blowing toward you, right? So they need to take off a certain direction, but it's unpredictable. It's unpredictable. And man wants order. We just need it. We need it in order. You know, on the day of Pentecost, it was a little out of order from what they're used to. Wait, God poured out his spirit on man. They started speaking in other languages. They were literally speaking the language of the people listening. They were speaking the gospel to them to in their language. God gave them that gift. Pretty amazing, isn't it? But what happens in church is we start kind of worshiping the system or worshiping that type of thing rather than worshiping the one true, true God. And that's where we have got all these denominations. Well, I don't agree with you. We're going to be this group of people. Well, I don't agree with you. We're going to be this group of people. And they want to they make sure they have their little structure we need to have this. We're Baptist. We believe in baptizing people. We're Pentecostal. We believe in being filled with the Spirit. You can't believe in both? They're both in there. Aren't they both in there? We're Methodist. We believe in the old songs. I, I like the old songs too. I don't know who else we can you know, bother today. Any other denominations we need to talk about? Well, I'm Lutheran. We need to uh, speak in the Old English. No. We need to take communion. There you go. Yeah, we take communion. Can't we do all of those? Yes. Amen. Look what Jesus says. John, John 3.8. Jesus answered. Look at this. Jesus answered, the wind, so pneuma, the wind blows wherever it pleases. Isn't that great about God freedom he's just like i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do i'm god i'm gonna blow wherever i'm gonna blow <laughs> you hear it sound but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going so it is with everyone born of the spirit you know imagine if we went way back to exodus and how did god speak to moses in exodus through a burning bush imagine every time we need to have an experience with god we light a bush on fire and we go out and just wait isn't it amazing that god speaks to all of us a little bit differently that he's a little bit unpredictable Right? I remember this guy brought, brought someone to Jesus and said, can you put your hands on him and heal him? He's blind man. Jesus is like, I don't want to always make people think that I do everything the exact same way. Guess what he does? Spits in the mud. or Spits in the dirt and makes mud. Puts it on his eyes. <laughs> and guess what? He's healed. Wouldn't it be bad that every time someone needed to be healed here at church, we just had a bunch of mud up here. Like, Come on down. But guess what? It's, the wind is unpredictable. It doesn't need to be the same every time, church. And now let's get to you. It doesn't need to be the same as it was in the 80s. It doesn't need to be the same as it was last week at New Hope Church. It just needs to be the way God wants to do it now. Amen. And so we need to be open to that. I need to be open to that cuz sometimes I can get into like, well, this is how we did it last year. Let's just do that again. And God's like, "No. I want to do a new thing. I want to do something new. Hey, I'm I'm I like new. Anybody like new? I like new. We got new floors at our house. Man, they're way better than the last floors. Those old things, they're ugly." There was old, like, yellow carpet when we moved in there. We ripped them all out. I haven't had any allergies. It's awesome. I I like the new floor. And guess what? Someone might buy my house in two years? No, Um, in 15 years or something, and rip that floor out and put some more new floor in there. That's okay. God wants to do something new. We don't need a system. We need the presence of God. Number three, wind is powerful. Everybody say, powerful. Wind is powerful. You've seen it here. Has anybody been through a hurricane before? Woo! Wind is powerful. It blew our fence over during Irma. Uh, We were just about to move into this building. Um, Praise God, we had all the carpet ripped out of here. We were about to put new stuff in. We put all of the expensive stuff up on the stage. And guess what? My wife, somehow, we had a couple leaks already when we were renovating and moving in and we fixed that luckily enough but my wife was like i think this is where the leaks are so we put those giant totes where she thought the leaks were and guess what we came back the day after the hurricane and they were filled to overflowing she's good but wind is powerful right wind can do some damage wind can generate electricity you know i think we need to tell some people about this stuff we need some, something going on here. Uh, wind can sail a ship around the world. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? And wind can do some damage too. Many of us are going through things right now that people can't fix. Do you know that? Maybe there's people in, in, the, in the church today that are going through something that's very difficult right now. And you know what? Maybe a doctor can't even fix it. But guess who can? God can fix it. He's that powerful. He created everything. He created you. He created me. And he can take care of it. Look what it says in Acts 1.8. Acts 1 8. But you will receive power. Everybody say power. Who's you? You, you, you. All of us. You, you. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And I don't have the rest. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. In Judea, Samaria, and through all throughout all the world, Amen. Are you comfortable with knowing God on an intellectual level only? Anybody, or do you want God to fill you? Number four, wind is refreshing. Everybody say refreshing. Refreshing. Wind is refreshing. Write that in there. First Corinthians two, nine to ten. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind conceived. What God has prepared for those who love Him. These are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. God's Spirit is refreshing. Amen. Ephesians 4.30 And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You know, God wants us to follow his spirit. He wants us to have power. He wants us to have wisdom. He wants us to have healing. So I want to share a couple things before we go. And I know these are on there for you. If you want to write, write some of these in here. Because this is our challenge for this week. Because next week, come on back next week. 're gonna we're gonna go a little bit deeper you know why I don't you know we could preach like two hours today couldn't we on the Holy Spirit but you would I'd, I'd lose you about halfway in so we're gonna we're gonna pick up next week but I want to share some of these with you before we go and these are some of my challenges for you number one let go of fears and misconceptions you're like, God, if I open up to your spirit, what are you going to do? Don't don't be fearful. God's not going to give you anything more than you can take on. Trust God with a blank page. Look what it says here. So you got that written in there. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. So let go of your fear and misconceptions. Number two, go all in. Everybody say all in. I think a lot of times in our culture lately, we've been kind of just halfway in. You're like, I want to see what's better over here. Right? We do it with restaurants, we do it with churches, we do it with schools, but we can't do it with God. I don't care what church you go to, but if you're gonna go all in, go all in. Go all in. Because church attendance is less important than God's people going all in. Amen? Jeremiah 29, 13 says this You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all. No, it says half. Half your heart. It doesn't? All your heart. And you know, it's so easy, isn't it, to become complacent? Well, I just want to sleep in on my relationship with Jesus today. I'm going to get a pass just for today. It's Monday, it's Friday. Number three. Develop an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. God is one, right? In three separate ways. Look, God, and I think this is on here. Wait, you might let them write that down. I'm going a little too quick for you. I'm sorry. Develop an intimate relationship with the Spirit. What does that even mean? Spend a moment. Get to know the Holy Spirit. Pray, God, help me come closer to you. Help me understand you more. Fill me with your spirit. Teach me. Train me. Lead me. Guide me. Things like that. Because why? God's, we've got three different roles here. God the Father loves me. Isn't that awesome that we have a God who is our Father in heaven who loves us? God the Son, who is Jesus, saves me by his grace. God the Father loves me. Jesus the Son saves me by grace. And in God, the Holy Spirit is with me. And we can have a personal relationship. And I love this scripture because it shows us all three in this prayer by Paul. Look, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Look at this, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, who is our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. So can we stand for a moment? I remember when I was 14 years old, well, when I, actually growing up, throughout my childhood, I knew that I had a God the Father who loved me. That was like the bare minimum at our house because we went to church, but it was kind of always in and out of different things. But I knew that I had a God who loved me. When I was 14 years old, I knew that God the Son saved me, and I followed Him. But when I was 15 years old, I found out that God, His Spirit, would fill me and be with me and you know what when all three came together in me and I was filled with God's spirit it changed everything I remember the moment I was at camp and I said I want to be filled with the spirit And God filled me with His Spirit. And it changed everything about me. From that moment when I was fully immersed and felt God's Spirit come into me, I started to understand more. I could share the gospel with kids at camp. It was awesome. I didn't have any training. I didn't. And I, God started giving me gifts. And now I get to do what I get to do. Not because of me, because of who I'm filled with, and that's God's spirit. Amen? So let's bow our heads just for a moment, just so we're not distracted by anybody. If today you say, Pastor Landon, I want to experience God's spirit in my life. I want to be filled with the spirit. I I don't know if I am yet. Would you say, yes, that's me. I want to accept him fully. Would you say that with your hand and say, that's me. I want to be filled with the spirit today. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Lord, I pray as we start this, these talks on your spirit. God, I pray that that this would be something that people would not just experience one time only here at church, Lord. They would go home and say, God, I want to be filled with your spirit. I want to understand who you are. I want the power that you told the disciples that they would have. I want that in me, not for selfish reasons, but so that I can go and be who you've called me to be, a son, a daughter of the living God. Lord, I pray for those who raise their hands. Please fill them with your spirit in Jesus' name. Please give them your power, your breath of fresh air in their life. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, come on back next week. We're going to go a little bit deeper into this. We love you. Give a moment for Howie. He's going to come. We'll talk to you soon.